0: John chapter 4 Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? and besides do you think you're greater than our ancestor jacob who gave us this well how can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed jesus replied anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again but those who drink the water i give will never be thirsty again it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them giving them eternal life Please sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. sir the woman said you must be a prophet so tell me why is it that you jews insist that jerusalem is the only place of worship while we samaritans claim it is here at mount gerizim where our ancestors worshiped jesus replied believe me dear woman the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the father on this mountain or in jerusalem you Samaritans know very little about the one you worship. While we Jews know all about him, the salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him, must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Or, why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know, the saying four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvests, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work. And now you will get to gather the harvest. many samaritans from the village believed in jesus because the woman had said he told me everything i ever did when they came out to see him they begged him to stay in their village so he stayed for two days long enough for many more to hear his message and believe then they said to the woman now we believe not just because of what you told us but because we have heard him ourselves Now we know that he is indeed the Saviour of the world. At the end of the two days, Jesus went on to Galilee. He himself had said that a prophet is not honoured in his own hometown. Yet the Galileans welcomed him, for they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. As he travelled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son, who was about to die. Jesus asked, "'Will you never believe me "'unless you see miraculous signs and wonders?' The official pleaded, "'Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, go back home, your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better and they replied, yesterday afternoon at one o'clock his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. In the scripture that I just read, there were several water references Jesus requesting a drink of water, the Samaritan lady who frequently went to the well to gather water, and the reference of Jesus turning water into wine. It wasn't much of a leap then for me to think, hey, I should share with you a photo that's got water in it. I've got plenty to choose from. So the difficulty really was finding the one that was the perfect image for this episode. If you look at the rocks, they're lovely shades of brown, and the water was just a wonderful combination of blue, green, and as I stood there taking that photo, the sound of the waves hitting the rocks was really therapeutic. As I'm recording this, it is pouring down with rain here in North Carolina, has been for most of the day, so the theme really is water. Anyway, the picture is from Miss Maloya in Mexico. I had walked away from the beach towards what you can see on the left side of this picture, which is a statue of an iguana up a big pole. And you might be thinking, what on earth is that for? I was until it was explained to me that that area, Miss Maloya, which was the location of the film, The Night of the Iguana, that was shot there in 1963. It starred Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. They were having an affair at the time. I'm sure there was a lot of interest in that movie and the stars. It was The Night of the Iguana that, Set the tourism ball rolling, and now that part of the world is just very popular, and rightly so because it truly is beautiful. You can't see it in the photo, but there are two granite islands visible from the beach, and they are home to parakeets, pelicans, lots of different fish and crustaceans. It's a popular place for snorkeling. Is really just a visually interesting little area. And all around Banderas Bay is jungle. So lush and dense, which made it the perfect filming location for another movie, Predator. Miss Maloya is translated into place where they grab fish with their hands. So when it was a small fishing village, known really only to the locals. I'm not sure if the fishermen there were so skilled that they could just grab fish with their hands, or that the fish were so plentiful, or both. But I would have loved to have gone to Miss Maloya back before Hollywood made it known to the rest of the world. Although I love traveling, I often lament the fact that so many people are traveling now. And of course, because I travel, therefore I am part of that problem, but the over-tourism of a lot of beautiful parts of the world that just cannot hold, cannot cope with the number of tourists, for example, Dubrovnik and all the cruise ships that come, because that part of the world was made famous by Game of Thrones. So if you've been to Miss Maloya, I'd love to hear from you. Go to ttlm.pictures.com episode 75, you can leave a comment for me there. And if you have a a specific scripture that you would love to hear me read in a future episode, there's also a form that you can fill out and let me know what that scripture is. I will gladly consider it. While you're there, if you feel led to share the episode, please do so. It really is the best way that we can share the good news, spread the good news of Jesus and his message. And with that, I'll say goodbye until next time.